0: we <music>
1: Welcome listeners to yet another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's www.dominionfire.com. I am your host, Million Quinteros. That's M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am a licensed minister through John G. like ministries, which is JGLM.org. If you would like to know more information on our background here at this ministry, we have been super, super blessed on this program to have just amazing people share their heart with us. And this just keeps going and growing. And it's, uh, it's a huge blessing. I cannot stress that to you enough. Today's guest, again, no exception to the rule, just gets better and better. Joining me on the line from the Austin, Texas area, a, uh, a gentleman who kind of talked me down from the ledge one day, so to speak, uh, in uh, healing ministry. I was having a little bit of a rough time. Things were not going so well, and uh, we had been connected on Facebook, and then we uh, chatted by phone, and uh, just phenomenal insights kind of got me centered, got me back in the game, and uh, still truly grateful. As uh, you'll, you'll notice a theme on the show. Show that I, I try to reach out to as many people as I can, hear as many uh, insights and opinion from as many people as we can, and ultimately, the truth is always in there. And when the common thread comes out, there's therein lies your truth, and there's what you build off of, and. Uh, for this gentleman, I am very grateful joining us again, Austin, Texas area, an ordained minister through John G. Lake Ministries, JGLM, uh, working on a little church planning in uh, his uh, area. Also, a healing minister as well. Of course, joining me on the phone, Mister Todd Gant. Todd, thank you so much for being on the program. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing great, and I, I just—it's a blessing to be on here with you. And, and I wouldn't say I talked you down off the ledge. <laughs> I would say we had a we had a peer-to-peer conversation uh, about the Lord and. Just about the things he's doing in our lives and and we, uh, we we definitely connected that way so it's just a pleasure to be here and yeah, yeah. anything I can do to serve uh, serve you guys in this ministry and, and the body <laughs> I I'm available to do that so.
1: yeah it was uh, it was definitely it was uh, it was a great experience and again so grateful to that um, Todd before we uh, get into um, your background and whatnot let's swing right for the fence the biggest most profound healing testimony miracle anything you could share with us that would just flip
2: people out what what do you got Wow that's a great question. And, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, from a ministry standpoint, I, I, I pray for people every single day um, in, a, in every possible setting. And, and I've seen uh, every possible thing uh, that you could possibly imagine in a person's body or that they're, have, they're dealing with, I've seen them delivered from it. And so it's hard to really pick one. I would say one of the most dramatic ones that has happened, um, and I've actually seen, uh, I've seen five people healed. Uh, from cancer overnight, uh, which is just which is dramatic, I, in my opinion. And it shouldn't be dramatic, but it is. But I, I, one of the most dramatic ones that happened was uh, I was actually in a prayer meeting with about eight other folks, and this was just a, a prayer meeting where we, we talk about Scripture, pray for each other. Uh, we're seeing people get healed in this meeting, but I, I had a prayer request that came in from a, a gentleman I didn't know, um, and, and as you said in the intro, I live in Texas. This gentleman lived in, uh, in Tennessee, and he was uh, stage four uh, throat and chest cancer, just a variety of places in his chest. And I would call him, um, and you know, once again, didn't know him, but called him from the meeting. And I literally called him on my iPhone, 8:30 um, at night, put him on speakerphone. Nine people in the room, we all stood up, and I told I told him who I was and what I did, and I was there to pray for him and expect you know him to be healed tonight. And so I started praying for him. Everyone was in the room. I was the only one speaking. And as I was praying for him, <clears throat> I mean, he, he was in his bed. He, he could, couldn't move. He was told by a that he was going to die that night. And um, as I was praying for him, the Lord spoke to me and, and told me to tell him that he was going to wake up the next morning and be able to eat a full breakfast. Uh, he mm-hmm. had not eaten because of the throat cancer. He hadn't eaten you know, from his mouth in months. Mm-hmm been eating through a GI tube, a, a feeding tube, so <clears throat> so as I was praying for him, the Lord downloaded that message to me, which, I don't know if that's happened to you before, but at times when I'm speaking, the Lord will speak to me, and it's very clear, like I have these two channels of information that are happening at the same time, they're not overlapping, it's very clear what's coming to me and what I'm saying, and this, this was no exception, so I, I prayed for him and then also gave him those words, which was... You know, bold on my part, I, I thought after I got off the phone that, wow, this is, you know, that, that's a very dramatic thing that I just told him was going to happen. But I just knew in my spirit that that was the truth and that was what was going to happen. And sure enough, the man uh, woke up the next morning, um, ate a normal breakfast for the first time in months, and his wife ended up uh, making contact with us and letting us know that he was up and about, full of energy, which he hadn't had in months. And there was no, he had no visible symptoms in his body. And was that that was confirmed later so mm-hmm. so pretty uh, pretty dramatic um event very you know very much on the spot and it just happened um, you know from one at one extreme to another extreme within within 12 hours so mm-hmm. uh, you know, i would say that's that's a pretty dramatic one i've seen lots of other bone related stuff and uh you know, ligaments tendons, and etc that have been healed on the spot as well that that one was Ellen was very, very important uh, to me because it was so dramatic and the way it happened, and then the way it was shared back to us is I ended up getting a phone call the next next day around 11 a.m., and I, I wasn't able to take the call, but there was a message on my phone that was just an ecstatic message from from her from a mother that was just uh, from, I'm I'm sorry from his from his uh, his wife, not not his mother. It was just so so dramatic, so. Um, so that's kind of what happened. That was, I would say that was the most dramatic and one of the most dramatic that's happened
1: uh, so far. Hmm. You know, something that you uh, had said a second ago, and I actually learned this uh, in our conversation that we had, and we've also heard this from other guests on the program, and it, there, there's definitely something to it, so I want to bring it to the, the listener's attention, is that, You had made a pretty bold statement about what was going to happen. And I've heard other people did the same thing when they were faced with a healing situation. They would say, by tomorrow, here's what you're going to do. Or, you know, in a few minutes, you're going to do this. You're going to, you're going to, blah, blah, blah. And what happened was, it seems that when you make a bold step of faith, it seems like, and I believe the way you worded it to me was, the bigger fool you're willing to make of yourself, the more God answers it. Do do you (laughs) find that to be the case?
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly the case. Now, I've heard it. I've heard it stated a couple different ways. I think uh, Todd White calls it a Holy Ghost landing strip, um, which I think is also kind of interesting. Uh, but but basically, the point I'm, I'm making is if, if you're stepping out uh, in, in boldness, and you know, like Smith Wigglesworth used to do, and, and like we're we're commanded to do in Mark 16, if you step out in boldness, then you really believe what you're saying. And and I'll give you an example when I was kind of knew uh, in, in, in an outreach scenario, I was rather new and I was still a little bit nervous to pray for people. I'd meet people in grocery stores and Walmart, et cetera, but I would ask them, hey, you know, can I pray for you? And they're like, sure. Well, let's go over here to like the corner, you know, back in the back of the store or, you know, out of the general flow where the other people were. Mm-hmm. And I would pray for them away from other people because I was nervous about not seeing the result. And and you know what? I, I never saw the result. I never saw people get instantly healed. And it started happening, the Lord revealed that to me, that, you know, he, he basically asked me a question. He was like, you know, I know you're doing this, but do you really believe it? Because you're not acting like you really believe it. You're you're you're, you're acting in a way that shows me that you really don't believe it. And so I started to change, and it, it took time. I mean, there's no condemnation for any of people listening to this that are not stepping in, you know, just complete boldness. But that's what I believe. I believe the Lord wants us to step out. And and Todd White says it best. He calls it a Holy Ghost landing strip. And, and what I mean by that is when you step out in faith in, in a bold way and you just proclaim what's going to happen in, in that capacity, it, it causes such a, uh, a landing strip for the Holy Ghost to work with, meaning that, you know, for example, there's a lady that I prayed for, and I was in a line in a grocery store, and I reached out. She broke her back, and she was working. There was probably 15 people listening to me, and I said, you know, I just put my hand on her arm and said, watch this, this is going to be really cool. So when I said that, everyone heard me say that. So in that moment, something had to change. Mm -hmm. There was no other option. It had to change, because everyone knew it, and it was such a bold statement for me to make it, but I felt like the Lord just said, told me to say that. I wasn't wasn't being bold on my own accord. I was just speaking the truth of what, you know, the beauty of what God and, and Jesus have already done for us. And so, um, in that scenario, I really believe that you know, God wants us to step out in, in boldness. And, and, and when you do that, it creates this gap that God fills. He, you, know, you can't heal anyone, and Jesus can't lay hands on anyone, but together, co-laboring, mm. we can do all things. And Brilliant. he expects us to you know, to walk by faith and not by sight. If you're walking by faith, then you're not going to care how big the problem is in front of you, because Jesus is bigger than whatever is in front of you. Curry says that all the time. You know, to a man with a bomb, the size of the skirmish doesn't matter.
1: Totally. You know, another thing, too, um, is that In the Bible, it was what Peter always shooting his mouth off about something, and God would back him up because he just stepped out and did what he had to do. So it's a a unique—so there is biblical basis for that as well. And uh, listeners, again, we are talking today with uh, Todd Gann, ordained minister through John G. Lake Ministries at JGLM.org, out in the Austin, Texas area, working on some church planning, healing minister, and just sharing some of his heart with us today. Uh, We are going to hear more about his background and experience in the next segment. We will be right back after this here on The Heal the Sick podcast. See you momentarily.
0: Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support.
1: Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. The Back on the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million here with you, M I L L I A N. We are the Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. That is DominionFire.com. And uh, if you are following the show and have been listening, uh, we usually have uh, some prayers being said. We have some information and scripture being put out there. If you are being healed, if you are having something happen, if you would like to uh, throw a comment and feedback in there, please feel free to do so. It is Church at gmail.com. We would uh, love to hear from you and uh, a little encouragement all so nice too, so don't hesitate uh, joining me on this edition of the program. Todd Gann, ordained minister through John G Lake Ministries, uh, doing a little church planning. He's uh, also very experienced in the area of healing and uh, just been a, a good friend of our our, uh, our ministry here. And uh, Todd, what I'd like to ask you now is, could you please tell the audience a little of your background, experience, some of your personal testimony, how you got to the point where you are, and just give us the full rundown.
2: Oh, sure, no problem. So. Um, you know, I, I will say that just as a precursor to my own background is that, um, you know, I, I, anyone can do this. Uh, anyone that is listening to this broadcast can, can walk in the power and authority of God. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not, you don't have to be special. You certainly don't have a special anointing. It's nothing about that. It's just about believing that the Word is true and then acting on that. So my personal testimony is I spent, um, I spent the majority of my young life uh, really outside the church, um, I was saved at a young age at a, at a youth camp, but I just was not a, my family was not a church-going family. And I uh, moved into my 20s, uh, was in corporate America, a uh, successful businessman, moved around the country, and really, you know, I call it building my own kingdom for, for a couple of decades, and really thought that everything that happened in this world was, you know, my hands were in my mind could control that. And uh, I was really just a, a blank slate. I mean, I was a fallen away Christian man. That had twin boys uh, 13 years ago, and uh, one of my sons had some, uh, some special needs. And the next five years of his life, I, I pursued uh, medical healing uh, every way possible for him. The Lord had blessed me financially, and I was able to move around the country and really follow physicians and try to, to get him healed, healed medically. I had no concept of divine healing at that point, and uh, it wasn't working. And it just continued to progress uh, or not get better. And um, everything was, you know, my finances were running out. The stresses in my life were just uh, over the top. And uh, the Lord has spoken to me audibly twice in my life. And this this was one of them. I was driving through a neighborhood back in 2005 and, and you know, just going through all the negative stuff I just described. And the Lord spoke to me as I drove by a church. He said, pull in here. And he audibly spoke to me in my car. I heard a voice and felt it just. just you know, tremble and rumble my body, and I, I went into the church, met with a pastor I'd never met with before, never been to the church before, told him the story that I, I just told you, and just asked for help. And um, he said that, uh, words I'll never forget, he said, you need to recommit your life to Christ, and you need to turn your son over to God, and stop worrying about everything that's going on with him, and let let God be in control and I did. I, he got on my knees and prayed, and, and you know, it wasn't this huge dramatic. It was probably a minute worth of uh, a ceremony, if you will, and got up, left the church. Didn't really feel anything different. You know, Went home, and within 30 days, my son was completely healed. Wow. And his body started to change. Uh, I mean, just every attribute that was wrong, both physically, socially, uh, from every aspect, it just started correcting. And within 30 days, he was... He had no physical symptoms anymore, and he was just moving down this path that I just didn't understand, and, and so this was two, late 2005. I, for the first time, Googled divine healing, mm-hmm. and this laundry list of pastors came up, um, You know, some of them great, some I, I'm either affiliated with today or listen to today, and others that I don't, but I just bought everything I could find, audio, video, podcast, um, manuals, books, and just started... Inclining my eye and ear to the Word of God as it related to divine healing, and I spent you know the next four or so years really just studying the Word. I really wasn't there was really no no outreach. It was just me trying to get this in me, and uh, and then slowly you know became affiliated with John D. Lake Ministries and Curry Blake, uh, and you know it's just been a progression from there. So, so that's my personal testimony, and and that's that's really the, the gist of what happened. It was it was related to my son and. You know, the beauty of, of spending time, you know, understanding what this means is just my foundation now is, is very solid. But with that foundation, I, I realize now, and I teach this all the time, that, you know, when people come into a teaching setting, I only need five minutes with people to get them to a place where they can go pray for the sick. They just have mm-hmm. to essentially believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior and that He is, he is their power and He is their rock. And then believe Mark 16, he told us to go, you know, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's all you need to know. Now, the Bible tells us to, you know, to renew our mind daily to the truth of the Word because you can unrenew your mind and you can spend your time back in the flesh if you're not spending time in the Spirit with the Lord. So, my point is, you don't need to spend four or five years to go, you know, lay hands on the sick. You don't have to do that. It's not a requirement. The Lord just wants you to seek Him with everything you have. And if you do that, He will reveal Himself. And He continues to reveal Himself. At greater ways to you during that time. So,
1: mm-hmm. when you first got a hold of um, the divine healing message that you operate in today, what would you say was the most profound thing that hit you? And I don't want to say like maybe the wrong doctrine or wrong thinking, but what was like the biggest change or the biggest thing that just totally overwhelmed you when you learned it?
2: Yeah, it was really the simple fact that you don't have to be anointed. You don't have to have some special anointing. From God to to walk in this power and this authority, and you know, unfortunately, there's some there's ministries out there and, and ministers that are you know on TBN and other places that teach that, and and they you know, they have these mega conferences where you know they are still you know quote unquote the man, and and no one else has this power, has this authority, and it, it's it's terrible in the body because that's absolutely not what Jesus told us to do. He didn't you know when he said you know believers lay hands on the sick they shall recover in Mark sixteen fifteen. Um, the, the only qualification there is to be a believer. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't say anything else. It just says that's that's the qualification. That, you know, a believer lays hands on the sick. The sick, assuming they're not believers, but the believer lays, lays hands on the sick. And I've seen that happen countless times now, where people are literally are either brand new Christians or are being Christians for you know weeks and months, and they're out doing the work and they're seeing results. And so I think you know that's probably the most profound thing that. I, it took me a while to just come to grips with that that it doesn't require some special anointing because i had heard some ministers in the very beginning i got some erroneous teaching in the very beginning that it required you know a special anointing or a special gift from god or there was something that, that i didn't have that these other people did and yet as i started to walk in it and realize that's that's not the truth it took me a while. Well, it took me a while to find you know JGLM and Curry Blake, mm-hmm. because the truth is is obviously uh, with with Curry and, and with the JGLM message. But it took me a while to, to get to that place, and so that's probably the most profound piece that I would that I found and that I would share with anyone listening to this
1: uh, podcast you know listeners there's uh something that uh, just came up that came to mind that i wanted to share quickly um when it's uh it says in scripture that believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover um one night at our home we had uh, some friends over and i got into a, just a good nice spirited debate with a friend of mine now, not in a bad way just a good spirited debate about the the concept of healing and what um his comment to me was, he said that believers, because there was an S on the end that made it plural, that meant that in a group of believers, there was someone amongst there who could get someone healed, that it was like, you could defer your responsibility to someone else in the group is kind of the point he was making. Now, because of the, you know, the way the English language is and the the letter S on the end, you could, I could see how someone comes to that, that point. And uh, so what I did was I went and looked up the Greek and I don't remember what the word actually is in Greek, but I remember the definition. And when it says believers, lay hands on the sick, the word believers is one who believes it's actually making it singular. So it's on an individual, personal case by case basis for a believer. So this, uh, so Todd is absolutely right. This applies to everyone. Even if you don't think it's you or it's not your calling, I hate to break it to you. It's your job, and you can do it. Don't don't let anyone yeah. tell you otherwise. You absolutely can do it. All right, listeners, we are up against our second break of the day. Um, I want to just remind you we are speaking with Todd Gann, ordained minister through John G. Lake Ministries. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, the First Century Church, which is a very interesting topic. And uh, I think you guys are going to like what he has to say on this one. This is, again, the Heal the Sick podcast. My name is Million, L I A M, Dominion Fire Church, Las
0: Vegas, Nevada. We will be right back at after this, Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support.
1: Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Here we are for the final segment of this edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a production of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, dominionfire.com. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. It is uh, amazing conversations we have on this program about healing and just the goodness of God, just the, the work that God will do through his people, that's you, if you're willing to be willing is the best way I can explain it to you. If you're willing to be out there and do it, you'll see it. Got to get off the couch, off the sidelines into the game. It will happen. And uh, that's why I'm presenting these uh, these guests because I'm, I'm not trying to show off anybody in particular. What I'm trying to do is encourage you, just let you know this can be done. And um, people from all different backgrounds, experiences, and walks of life have joined us and, and told you about how they got involved. And if you notice from all the shows, it's always the same. They just did it. Simple as that. And uh, our guest today, Todd Gann, ordained minister through JGLM. No exception. He's uh, he's right there in the thick of things. In the Austin, Texas area, he's working on a little bit of a church plant these days. And uh, your heart these days is very uh, revival-minded for the Austin, Texas area. And you are interested in establishing what's known as a first-century church. So explain to the audience what you're planning.
2: Sure. So what's been happening, I really felt like the Lord has put out my heart um, a few months back to to push through and and just re reestablish a revival spirit in the city of Austin and, and the way he's doing that is is I've been studying quite a bit of the revivals that happened both in the Wales Revival as, as well as Azusa Street. But the way he's teaching me to do this and what he wants me to do is to plant a church in Austin and establish that church with really a first century church mindset. And and so I've spent a lot of time studying this and just really submitting, you know, my heart to that and and, and there's a lot of details. We don't have enough time to go through all the details of what it would look like, but the gist of the first century church was not as it looks today. Uh, it's very different than what it looks like today, meaning that there was no you know CEO-pastor of a first century church. That's not the way they operated. The way they operated was the Holy Spirit was in charge. And I know churches say that, but it doesn't. they don't really do that. Because in most churches you walk in today... There's an ecclesiastical order that happens, and it happens the same way every time. There's, you know, three songs, uh, an offering, a message, praying for the people, and a close, or, or so whatever, whatever it may be. Yep, yep. And that's not the way the first century church operated. The way the first century church operated was there was a, a minister that was in charge uh, of of working towards you know getting people in the room together, but they came in seeking God. There wasn't a lot of time spent spent. You're getting to, to greet each other and spend time getting to know each other in the beginning. People came in, they sat down, they started praising and worshiping God and meeting God in that place, and they spent time in worship. There was people that would have you know prophetic words, there was people speaking in tongues, there was interpretations of tongues, people that were giving messages. You know, Someone would get up and give a message. It may be a six-year-old child, it could be an 80-year-old woman, it didn't really matter, it wasn't necessarily the pastor. But the general theme amongst that congregation with a complete submitted heart to the Holy Spirit. And there was no man-made tradition in that environment. And that's what the Lord has put on my heart to do. And there's, you know, there's literally no church in my geography, or even any church that I know of that operates, completely submitted to the Lord. And I, I feel like that's what the Lord has shown me, is the reason why you know, there are churches that are spirit, Spirit-filled churches, and there's, the Spirit is there, but He's still muted at times because of the traditions that were established in, you know, the centuries, you know, post-first century church, that there were so many traditions that came about that were pulled in from the Greeks, uh, that were pulled in from pagan religions, and, and there's just an amazing array of those that have infiltrated the church mm-hmm. and have become a part of what we call church now, and that's not God's perfect plan. So my goal is to mimic and, and grow and be exactly as we were in the first century church, as, as a group of people coming together, supporting each other, praying for each other, communing together, going out and doing the Lord's Word per Mark sixteen fifteen, 15, and, and just continuing on and adding to the body by exhibiting power. You know, the, the role of, 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 a, of an outreach in your community, it is to talk about Jesus, and it is to expound on Jesus and get people into the kingdom. But the way they did it in the first century was through power, you know, Peter, when he went out, he didn't even speak to people at first. He prayed for the sick. and mm-hmm. as they got healed, they were a captive audience for the message of Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. And that's the point that i'm I'm making with the folks that I'm with now, and as we grow this, that the way the church is supposed to grow, it's not with words, it's not with convincing words, it's with demonstrating power. Once you demonstrate the power to someone, their heart softens to the message and to Jesus because of his love and compassion for them then you have an audience to bring them into a church setting and let the Holy Spirit just run wild in that setting and just take people's hearts back uh, with, with complete capture. So,
1: You know, um, when people hear first century church, now the, automatically the thing is, oh, Acts 2 church. But, you know, the Acts was a little bit of a baby church. Then you think, okay, well, there was the Corinthian church, which was a little messed up. Okay, uh, then there's like the Ephesian church, which had it more together. Did you have a certain church in mind, or just uh, kind of free flowing with it?
2: Yeah, you know, this is definitely a work in progress. And I, I you know, the question you're asking is, is the question I ask myself because, you know, even in, and I would even take it a step further and say, you know, you have these first century churches, but then you also have. You know, what happened at Azusa Street, and, and I'm not sure how familiar you are, your audiences, with oh, what happened yes. at Azusa. But it's, oh, yeah. it was it was a completely submitted environment, and there's a lot of detail around exactly what happened at Azusa. And and, and you know, part of the model that I'm looking at, and you know, for the revival message the Lord put on my heart, is to behave similar to what happened at Azusa. I have people praying around this topic for hours a day, which is exactly what happened mm-hmm. uh, at Azusa prior to the Azusa outbreak in 1901. And so um, a lot of it's modeled after what happened at Azusa. A lot of it okay. is modeled with, because we have a lot of detailed information on exactly how they operated. And, you know, as Smith were said, you know, if God's not moving, you know, I'm, I'm going to move God. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to step into the reality of what I see, because I know he wants that for everyone in the city. And so I'm in the process of, Coming, you know, getting some final understanding of exactly is it the Antioch Church? Is it is it with some Corinthian stuff that's there mm-hmm. as well as just the first century home churches uh, that happened very unofficially? So it, it's going to be a combination of all those. But once again, you know, I can't be hypocritical here. I have to say, the, the Holy Spirit is leading me down this path, and He's showing me as I walk this out. I mean, we, we met last night, and we didn't have a lot of people there, but the Holy Spirit was there, and you know it was interesting we had a man walk in off the street at the end of our service who needed prayer and he came in literally right when we got through we prayed for him and his feet got healed and it was just it was just a cool end of our service that of course we didn't plan that the holy spirit sent him in to the room at the end of our service and so you know once again we're just I'm walking completely submitted to the holy spirit in this and and you know there, there's there's courage around being submitted to the Holy Spirit, because when you don't have a defined plan, like all the churches that I see, then it's truly the Holy Spirit's church. When you start to define how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that, that's when the power leaves the church, and that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. in the latter frames of Azusa Street and the surrounding churches, As they started to enthusiastically plan what they were going to do and set up the hierarchy within the churches. The Spirit left those churches. So.
1: Definitely. Listeners, again, we're talking with Todd Gann, Ordained Minister, John G. Lake Ministries in the Austin, Texas area. uh, Doing some church planning out there, building towards the first century church model. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, of course, support it and wish the absolute best on it. Todd, if people would like to know more about it, maybe get involved or are in the area, need healing, whichever, um, is there a way for people to reach you and get a hold of you? Facebook, web, email, YouTube, anything like that?
2: Yeah, so Facebook... Um, it is, is is really an easy way. It's, it's it's obviously my first name and last name. Todd Gantz. Todd with two D's and Gantz is G A N double T. Uh, I pretty much accept anyone's request that comes through because ninety nine percent of them are are, are healing related uh, uh, friend requests. I have a YouTube channel. It's just um, it, I think it's YouTube.com slash Todd Gantz. Once again, T-O-D-D-G-A-N-T-T. double T. And I do have a series of D H uh, T based. Uh, healing class videos, there series of sixteen that are already published, and I'm in the midst of teaching ten more. And they're they're as I said, JGLM DHT based, with some additional uh, Dan Moeller, Todd White mm-hmm. added in as well. So uh Facebook's probably the best way to reach me. If not, um, email is you can always email me at uh, gant todd at gmail.com. So it's gant at gmail.com.
1: And listeners, uh, definitely reach out. Todd is, uh, is an awesome guy and just uh, very kind and helpful, and uh, we appreciate having you on the program today. Todd, um, as we do on all of our programs in the final segment, um, would you please pray us to the end, and uh, I would just encourage you that if you have any prophetic words, any word of knowledge, anything anything, faith on that line, or uh, you're picking up on any healing needs for our listeners, would you please let it rip?
2: Certainly. In the name of Jesus right now, I just... I thank you for this time. I thank you for this broadcast. I just thank you for the ability to broadcast this healing message and the truth of Jesus Christ across the podcast airwaves. Father, I just right now bless this ministry, bless this ministry that he has built and continue to to just wrap abundance around that ministry, both from a financial standpoint as well as favor. And right now, in the name of Jesus, anyone listening to this message right now, if they have physical, emotional, and healing needs in their body, Right now, in the name of Jesus, under the sound of my voice, they will receive their healing. I command every body, every cell, every organ, every tissue, every system, every, everything, and anyone's listening to this body, be healed, be made whole right now. And, Father, I thank you. I thank you for your finished work in every person listening to this podcast. In Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Oh, amen.
1: Uh, listeners, you can uh, find more about us at www.dominionfire.com. There's a link for the Heal the Sick podcast that's also listed on iTunes, and uh, make sure you check that out as well. If you have received your healing from this prayer, please let us know. Church at gmail.com or our website as well. Or if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, comments, or would even like to be on the program and are uh, experienced in this area, please definitely let us know. We uh we thank Todd for being on the program today and we thank you all for listening out there. It is uh it's truly a pleasure every show that we do just to hear just how how good God is and when we think we know it gets even better and better and better and it's just th- this this healing message is just off the charts phenomenal. So we we thank you for joining us on this journey and we ask you to please let people know, uh share this, uh pass our link around, pass the MP3s around, burn CDs, whatever you have to do. To so let people know we're out here and let's get the this message out to the world and uh, let, let, let's start winning territory for this kingdom. And uh, I, I thank you all tremendously. Listeners, we'll see you next time here on the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million signing off. And as we say here on the ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. See you next time.